What's up, Let's world? Go. What do you do when <laughs> devastation invades? If you know the truth, it'll make you free. How do you move on? And whom the sun sets free, day, your life is free indeed. 24 hours, everything has drastically changed. As difficult as it may be, we must if evaluate what is lost and what is lost. Trapped in the bondage of what you used to Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's Pastor Free, and listen, I'm mega excited that you're locked in to another Free Indeed Friday. Please be sure to share with your friends and your family. Get them logged onto the podcast, and all y'all gonna fool around and get a blessing. Listen, there's a word designed for you that very well might set you free. On Free Indeed Fridays, I try to expose you to some dope music that maybe you've never heard before. In the words of Eric Bellinger, this gonna be your favorite song. <laughs> yep, hop Hip hop. Told through the eyes of Dismas. D, the repentant thief on the cross. Go. I wanna know Jesus. Get to go to heaven. Cause I don't wanna die. Nah. So I'd like to know Can I be with you? Can I be with you, God? Eternally I know I got my dirt But please remember me Yeah I lived a life I'm ashamed of More broken than I can explain Fast money, lies, and addiction All attempts to deal with the pain I only wanted to feel peace Thought I could find it in material things Now it's catching up with me But is it too late for me to believe? I want to go to heaven Cause I don't want to die If so, I'd like to know Can I be with you? Can I be with you? Uh-uh, uh-uh Eternally Uh-uh, uh-uh I know I've got my dirt But please remember me so many people I hurt I see you dying so I've hurt you worse How could somebody love this deep To give your body as a sacrifice for me I deserve to burn in hell eternally But you gave me your love unconditionally I ain't tripping, I deserve this old raggedy tree But I don't deserve the son of God I dying with me Charged, deserve to be behind bars, no money for legal defense, ready for repentance. Rap sheets as long as merely vanilla braids, quick transitions like an H-Town fade. If we live by the sword, we gon' die by it. So many I crossed up, so I got crossed up. So right now, I can't even lie about it. I'm just hoping that Messiah be looking for lost stuff. And if the story has a happy ending, it's because he shed his blood for all of my sinning. I'm at the mercy of the court, throw the book at me. But wait a minute, one more time, throw the I hook at me. Jesus. I want to know Jesus. to go to heaven. Get to go to heaven. Cause I don't want to die. But if so, I'd like to.
to know. I really want to know. Can I be in paradise? Right there by your side. I know I got my dirt. Please remember me. Please remember me. So I'd like to know Is there a place for me Can in the I kingdom? Eternally I know I got my dirt But, but please, please remember, remember me <laughs> <laughs> Hip hop. All right, so check this out. This week, I'm looking at this camera right here. Yes, sir. Everyone, this week, uh, for our Free and D Fridays podcast, we're going to approach this a little differently, kind of doing a cross section between our weekly podcast and um, publicizing and broadcasting our forthcoming. Holy Hip Hopera entitled Do G's Get to Go to Heaven? So, uh, won't, won't be a joke today, but I do have a very special guest uh, in the office with me today, along with some other members of our church that are part of the Hip Hopper production. And so, I'm going to have a conversation with these individuals, hopefully, giving you insight into what it is that we're doing, but also a really good conversation about the grace of God, how we transform and change lives, and so on and so forth. So, to get us started, I can't beat on this. <laughs> so, to get it started, that's what happens when there's no editing and all that good stuff. To get us started, I figure some of you are in the traffic and you need something to jam to real quick. Um, and so I'm going to just play the intro song to Do Jesus Get to Go to Heaven. Some of you have heard it already uh, through our Facebook advertisements, and you'll be hearing this song until you're sick and tired of it. Here it is Do Jesus Get to Go to Heaven. Yep. Eternally, but you gave me your love. 
All right, so that was Do G's Get to Go to Heaven, uh, the intro song, intro track for the Holy Hip Hopper. That's what we call it, the Holy Hip Hopper. Uh, Do G's Get to Go to Heaven, where I play Dismas, who is the repentant thief that dies with Jesus Christ on the cross. So today, I want to have a, a conversation um, concerning life change and transformation. What we find in the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, and this thief that kind of dies and makes this last effort at repentance or this last minute plea for grace is that no matter how far you fall and no matter how many mistakes you made, the grace of God can transform and change lives. And so if that be true, uh, then truly we should stop kind of condemning people, giving people a life sentence when Jesus Christ allows us to receive paradise whenever we uh, return to him and repent. So we were having a conversation, kind of preparing uh, how we could kind of push this message out to the world. And we started kind of doing an informal survey in our mind about individuals in our congregation who may not have had a, a, a fully churched life, right? I, I can honestly say I've been in church my whole life. Now, I can't say I've been right my whole life. I can't say I'm right now, but I can say I've been in church my whole life. Uh, and so we were kind of wanting... Uh, an individual, and the more I talk, you've probably been in church your whole life, too. <laughs> anyway, so this is uh, Deacon Freddie Brown, uh, Abundant Life Church. You've been around here, what, about 10 years? About 10 years. And Deacon Brown has an amazing testimony. And so I wanted to kind of have a conversation with you concerning your testimony. I'm not saying you a G. No. Would you say you were G? You think you back in the day? Back in the day, you were G. Now, now what are you? G for grandpa? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I take it. So, uh, why don't you just jump right in and tell us just a little bit about yourself, and then I'll ask you a couple of questions. Like that was brought up in the church uh, ever since I could walk up until I was, I say, 19. Uh, an incident happened where my brother. Uh, my oldest brother uh, was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, and he thought his friends were throwing him a party, and they ended up pausing him and killed him. Uh, that made me upset with God up until I was about 50 years old. So I said, if God can take somebody like him, there's nothing good. Ain't nothing about this God. So that's when I got out there and started doing what I did. Hmm. So um, you blamed God for allowing it to happen, or you thought that God was responsible for it happening? Blamed him for letting it happen. Just, just your your personal thought. How often do you think is the case that people who I guess defect from church or choose not to participate in religion, it's because some life experience has caused them to either question God or be angry with God or whatever. How often do you think that happens? I think that's quite a bit. In fact, you know, I've had a conversation where people have not only said they're angry with him, uh, they say I'm no longer believe. Mm -hmm. Quite often. 
I feel that. Um, it's always been interesting to me, though, that we have an expectation of God to do right by us 100%, even if we won't do right by him 100%. How do you think we get to that point to where we say, you know, I may not be doing everything I'm supposed to do, but the moment God steps outside of my boundaries of expectation for him, I'm done with him. How, how do we do that? Like I said, I had to go back to think way back in the back now. My whole perceptive perspective has changed now. You know, I no longer feel that way. I've had a lot of bad things happen since I came back to God, since He sent me back. And I no longer feel that way. You know, like the verse said, you know, everything happens for good. Like I said, on some time, like I didn't think my father lost two brothers my mom and i didn't think my brother i didn't think my father grieved the way i thought he should until i got this relationship and i am losing the son and the wife and i could understand that still have joy you know still hurt mm -hmm. but totally different you know? it's also you finna take me off topic but i gotta go there so uh say a little bit more about this relationship and then grief, right? You said until I had this relationship. So I'm assuming you're talking about your relationship with Jesus Christ. And how does that transform or change the way we respond to negative situations? Like I said, before I had this, I mean, it was just all hurt, 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 hurt. Uh, like I said, when the police killed my son, uh, a month later, my wife for 25 years died of cancer. Uh, like I said, there was some pain there, but I was still able to maintain my family, uh, go to work, still perform, uh, didn't fall back into drugs, alcohol. Uh, and I still felt that he loved me. Okay. Uh, so let's go back a, a little bit before, before your renewed relationship or or maybe even that was the real relationship with jesus when you were kind of in the world for lack of a better term were you rebelling against god or were you just kind of disregarding him like were you intentionally trying to make god see that i i'm, I'm not pleased with you because of what you've done for me or was it just that you kind of were just living life doing whatever you wanted to do without respect for you I think I'm just living life without respect for him. Uh, like I said, if he's gonna take somebody who's good as my brother, you know, I figure he ain't about nothing. So I don't think of rebelling, just like I didn't care how he felt about me. You know, I still believe he existed, but I didn't have no use for him. You didn't have any use for him? Did you have any fear for him? No. I wouldn't. Not at that time. Right. Did you fear death? Do you fear death now? There's never been a time in life where you feared your own death? Even when you were not sure that you were prepared to die, you weren't afraid of death. I mean, no, because I knew what I was doing. I was putting myself in danger. You know, I knew what comes with that danger. So. Right. Okay. So you had this moment where you, the whole time you believed that God is. Um, 
but then you you definitely feel some type of negative way about God because of life experiences that he has allowed. What was it that brought you to a point of transformation or what brought you back? You know, I, I really believe that it was God who brought me back. Like I said, I'm just proud and glad that my parents prayed for me. Like I said, I went to Houston, but maybe go to Houston, like I said, uh, my son, oldest son, he's uh, 47, 48 now. Uh, we had been doing that thing. He had took something that made him sleepy. And I ended up, and I'm not a thief, but I knew he had to have a cookie. And I ended up taking that cookie to sale from my own son. Uh, he found out about it. And we fight. What's a cookie? I've been uh, preaching my whole life. What's a cookie? So, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 32, 32 rocks when you cut them up. Oh, okay. Uh, right. shit, okay. I got you. So, okay. I knew you had a half left. And I took that half, so you found out about it. So, so, so you, you and your son were selling together, or y'all were smoking together, or both? So, do, do you feel like you led him into that life? Yeah, and that's why I, I had a hard time coming back with both of my sons uh, because they saw. Me and my their mom doing what we we did, so they got into the into the game. So I'm still working on that relationship now, on the respect factor. You know. uh, but anyway, after that happened, uh, I just I need to get away from here. And what's so ironic is God sent me to Houston. Uh, I was on. Uh, West Little York and Antoine, which is the same place uh, where I used to go get weight. But anyway, he put me right there to get me clean. And I think he was getting me ready. This was in 2005. I think he was getting me ready for 2007 yeah, when those tragedies happened in my life. So like I said, I think it was him who finally said, hey, you know, you got to be better. From, from that, from that, period in your life right so you receive the grace of god he he you know restores your life um from my perspective you are a big family guy your your, your daughters your granddaughters they, they respect you i've seen you work with your son i i see a degree of respect i understand what you're saying you would know more than i would um but when you look back on that point in your life Believing that everything has a purpose, right? That God redeems and uses all of it. Even if he didn't want us to do it, he, he can still use it for his glory. How do you see that period of your life being useful now? Now, when I talk to someone about it, who's out there doing what I was doing, uh, it was the part when I was a dealer, until the part I came to abuse it, I can relate to both of them, and I can tell them what I know not what I heard. And I can still speak to Lane though they know they I mean they always know they never been a phony brother. So And you can help your pastor know what a cookie is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a bunch of conversations uh, where you had to put me up on that. You you make me feel square. I uh, feel yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm kind of jeep till I talk to you then. Okay. So the truth of the matter is in that season of your life you hurt a lot of people. You hurt your family. Uh, if you were selling, there were families that were being destroyed consequently. Have you forgiven yourself for that moment? 
believing God has forgiven you, have you completely forgiven yourself? I have. I have. Just there's some moments in time, you know, where I, where I deeply regret what I did and who I did it to. But yeah, I, I think I've forgiven myself. Have you had any moments or opportunities where you got a chance to witness to or, you know, I don't say they were fully converted, but sow a positive seed to people that may have known you in that time? Oh, yeah, I'm sure I have. Uh, people I used to get high with, uh, we talk, maybe get the gun back in church and things like that. So, yeah, no, I have. I've always been told once an addict, always an addict. Uh, from a psychological background, uh, the thought process is that addiction is sickness, um, and that relapse can happen at any time. What do you do to to make sure that you stay away from your past? What do you have in place? And that's one of my uh, problems. Uh, I tell people that God is taking this taste from my mouth. I know I don't know to have the urge to smoke. But yet still I still use a crutch while I be sinning by living with females. Uh at one point I had my daughter living with me. Somebody was around me. I was gonna smoke, you know, do that stuff in front of the kids and grandkids. So I need to get to a point where I can say if I really believe God took this taste from my mouth, I shouldn't be afraid to live by myself. So um, I guess I'm still working on, has he really taken the taste? Do I still need that crutch where I have to have somebody around so I won't be tempted? I know I don't have the urge now, but I struggle with that. Um, I don't know how many people watching now. There's no telling how many people watch it on playback. But if you had uh, one thing that you could say to a person who struggles with addiction, drugs, alcohol, uh, violent life, the whole nine, from a, from a, from the perspective of a saved man of God, what you could share to them, what would it be? Just be like I say, uh, God is good. I mean, I'm, uh, I've been, I'm not knocking rehab. I'm not knocking AA or NA. Uh, I did all of that. I went to rehab about six or seven times. Uh, I never really followed through with the AA stuff, but I know by my attending. Uh, church regular, stand on that word. Uh, life has been good. Uh, I've had no desire to uh, to use. I'm not going to say every now and then I'm going to have those cracked dreams. Uh, but right before I hit the pipe, I wake up. God uh, is good. So you saying if you got a good enough preacher, you can stay clean? That helps also. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, on that note, just before I close, one last thing. What do you think the church, and I'm talking about ALC, I'm talking about the Church of Jesus Christ in general, could be doing to more positively uh, minister to meet people where they are that may be in that life, right? That, that may have to do with drug use or, or selling or just kind of a, a life of, of sin. Uh, what can the church do to better appeal to those people uh, where they are? And, and help them to have a real encounter with Jesus. I just think that's more outreach. Uh, I know that we do the clothing drive and help with food and things like that, but to actually go uh, where the 
people who congregate, we know what they are, who, uh, where they smoke at, uh, where they gather. Uh, not be afraid to approach them and let them know that's a better life. And most like I said, when I was out there, my Amy, she, uh, she would preach everything. You know, it's not like we got to be scared to approach the people. A lot of us wanted to be saved, to get away from that life. So I just think we got to do more outreach. Not wait for them to just come to the church. I got you, man. I appreciate you. This is Deacon Freddie Brown. You got a middle name, Deacon? Elijah, Deacon Freddie Elijah Brown. Um, and I thank God for his life and his testimony, for his service to our church, partnership, and ministry, the whole nine. He's an example in our village, and I'm grateful for him. Listen, I'm about to play another song from the Do Jesus Get to Go to Heaven um, Holy Hip Opera. Um, and when we play this back over podcast, maybe it'll have some video accompany with it. This was the first video that we kind of finished editing, uh, but we had a rough finish that we showed on Sunday. So I'm going to uh, give you a little piece of this. This will be uh, scene two. It's not the first scene, but it's scene two. And it deals with um, the sinful woman in Luke chapter seven who comes in at Simon's house and um, washes Jesus' feet with her hair and her tears. And so in my mind, this was how I contemporized uh, Luke chapter 7. Y'all meet Coco. So yeah, the fame of Jesus spread far and wide. Healing then, mass beatings on the countryside. The kingdom of God preached, the team is getting baptized. In 1240, every man walking right by his side. But he had a heart for the grind. People just like me, people out in the streets. Just as poor as he beats, wanted to be free. Oh. The Pharisees, they hated to catch a slipping day wedding. They Today, 
we're doing our Facebook fellowship live uh, version of it. And normally I would take one guest and interview that guest. And I've done that with Deacon Freddie Elijah Brown. Uh, but today, like I said, we're also kind of cross advertising, if you will, uh, preparing the world to receive the holy hip hopper, do G's get to go to heaven. And so uh, I want to share just a little bit of insight as to what it is that we're doing. Uh, ALC as a ministry uh, kind of lives in the book, uh, but out the box, out the box and in the book, however um, you would want to term it. And so I'm kind of always looking for creative ways to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to be really, really honest, this particular time, we're getting ready for our Palm Sunday narrative. We do it every year. Palm Sunday, we do a narrative sermon, which is a dramatic presentation that includes acting and music, dancing. And a couple of years back, we started doing music videos incorporated uh, in the dramatization and this time around, I kind of wanted to go back and do um, a narrative sermon that we did like when the church was way back on Piccadilly, when we first kind of started. And it was called, Do Jesus Get to Go to Heaven? It was about the thief that died on the cross next to Jesus. But as I was going back through my notes, I couldn't find the script. I mean, I searched high and low. I asked people uh, who, <laughs> that's, that's people in the room sharing the lie. It's all good. So I asked individuals who I thought maybe I emailed them the script at some point and nobody had the script. So I set out to kind of rewrite it. And as I started writing, uh, I didn't like how I was writing it. And so I started thinking of how could I do this differently or better or more creatively. And I started rapping, uh, rhyming. And the next thing I knew, uh, we had at least 80% of the script. It was like the first night in right, Kayla. I, I leaned over, I was like, listen to this. She would kind of be sleep snoring. Kayla's in here. Okay, yeah, you, you seeing them? All right. We got a room full of people. I'm gonna introduce them in just a minute. But that particular night I rolled over, I said, Listen, I want you to hear this. And I ain't had no beats and no music or none of that. But I started kind of uh just uh, reading the lyrics that I typed in my phone and she approved that it was good. And so that kind of became the genesis or the birth of do G's get to go to heaven. Um, at first I was likening it to Carmen, which was a hip hop movie that starred Makai Pfeiffer and Beyonce. But I finally was able to go back and look at Carmen and, and two things. One, Carmen is not this because it's not nonstop music. There, there are breaks uh, where they, they're kind of acting uh, and our action comes within the music. But then secondly, unfortunately, the lyricism on Carmen was pretty whack when I went back and looked at it. And so uh, we got bars going on on Do G's Get to Go to Heaven. I'm very proud of it. About 20 people in our church have come into the studio to record uh, lyrics, and I'm extremely excited about that. Let me just go around the room. This right here, this young man is Pastor Scales, Tip the Scales. That's his rap name, Tip the Scales. And, and the hip hopper, he plays Peter. Uh, 
that young lady next to him is Kayla Freeman. And the hip hopper, she's actually going to play uh, the widow whose son Jesus resurrects from the dead. And there's only one song that I didn't write 100% on this whole project, and she wrote that song. Joshua Wilson, Minister Joshua Wilson, is Simon, one of the Pharisees. And so it is at Simon's house that Coco comes in contact with Jesus. And over time, Simon and the rest of the Pharisees come up with this ploy to kill Jesus. Cameron Barnes is one of our Pharisees, and he's kind of leading the charge to make sure we find someone who's willing to sell out Jesus. Uh, behind him is Minister DeAndre Barnes, who's our youth minister here at ALC, and he is James, the son of Zebedee. He plays a part of Jesus' inner circle that was Peter, James, and John, and so DeAndre is James. And then sitting here is Brother Daryl Russell, who has been super clutch. I actually just asked him this past Sunday, and he came in between Sunday school and recorded all of the parts for the second thief. So he's the other thief that dies on the cross. I'm the saved one, and he's the one that, yeah. <laughs> but Daryl is already a, an artist, a hip-hop artist, a rapper who has released records in the whole nine, and it was a pleasure to be able to pull him in. Turn the camera around on yourself, can dance, do it. Do it. No, not your fingers. Your face. <laughs> on your face. Come on. Come on. That's Candace Akers, and she is oftentimes behind all of these projects. She's the directress uh, for Do G's Get to Go to Heaven. Uh, she serves as leader for our family ministry and also administrative assistant in the office. She has to correct my typos, present scripts, the whole nine, and I thank God for her. In the hip hopper, she is Mary Magdalene. So, I just want to have a brief conversation with you all. Um, most of you don't know the whole landscape of what's going on. You know bits and pieces. You know the part that you came in recorded. You've seen the parts that you filmed. But I want to get your general take on how you feel about this project that we're working on. Anybody? Keep your, keep your uh, comments short. No, we don't, we're confined to the hour. Go ahead. Anybody? So the first word that comes to mind is ingenious, and that's not because I'm biased, um, but it's really because that's be biased, literally, okay, yeah. yes, I'm biased. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> should I say that's not only because I'm biased? All right, I'll take You it. got the point. Um, do we call you Pastor Free on it? Who are you on this? What do you call me? I'm on it. Listen. No, nah, don't call me what you call me. You mother. Whoa. That is not true. The World Wide Web, that is not true. I call him Babe. Um, but he, he was correct when he said the way that it happened. He was literally telling me, you need to listen to this. And as I was listening to it, um, I got excited, one, because it's something that we haven't done, um, and two, because of I just get excited watching the way that God um, works through and uses him and to see things come together and come to life that were once just spoken words. It's really amazing. Look at it. I did. So that means it's your turn. I think this is... Um, uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> 
so much but i had the opportunity of inviting a friend this past sunday and after that friend left just in conversation with them there's like i've never seen anything and this was youth church y'all <laughs> i was like wow well come on a regular sunday and then you don't like wow so examples like that just let me know that what we're doing is needed it matters um and we are different and so uh, it's important that we continue to do uh we continue to be unique in the manner that we are yeah. Anybody else? So we supposed to be talking about you? No, we're talking about the hip hop. Actually, because that's because he's an extreme. Should I talk about me? You should go ahead. Go ahead, skills. Who are you? Talk about me. So now don't talk about me. I mean, I think in general, I mean, it's an awesome project. Pastor Free. Yeah, yeah. No, really. I mean, I think he's a talented, anointed. Uh, oh, now I'm annoyed. <laughs> Before the cameras were rolling, I wasn't annoyed. I was just talented. But I, I mean, I, I, I see him taking his uh, creativity uh, to new levels uh, every time. I mean, he's uh, he amazed me a lot, uh, the creativity that he has. I think this is an awesome project. I've been sharing it with everybody. I mean, just even just to be a part of this project, I think it's awesome. Uh, so I'm excited about it. Uh, I think uh, whoever's going to see it, see it, going to be blessed by it. Uh, it's an awesome thing, you know. Just to say that I'm part of it in a, in a rap video. You know, tip the scales, y'all. Tip the scale. Wow. You can see me on iTunes. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't see you. On iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see you. On iTunes. <laughs> he's telling on himself. <laughs> Anybody else want to share your thoughts about about the the, the project this Well, just to piggyback off off of uh, Brother Josh, I'm I belong to this church. I come sporadically. I can admit, but I have a chaotic life. You come way more than most people. Yes, you know, <laughs> more than I, I have a hectic life. Uh, but one thing I can say about ALC, I've never been in a church with so many talented people. Uh, Music-wise, acting-wise, spiritual field, uh, anointed pastor, uh, anointed first lady. It's just, it's just an honor uh, to be called on by Pastor Free uh, to to be a part of this um, this non-traditional, you know, Easter program. And and I think that's a good thing because you know so many people go to church, you know, on Easter Sunday. That's when they show up. And they're used to seeing, you know, the regular scripted. Jesus died, resurrected, and and I think this is an amazing perspective of that. Um, I'm blowing past the free home because, you know, he's a talented man, and I think sometimes he wears a lot of hats and he puts a lot of pressure on himself, but he always pulls it off. So it's just a blessing, and, and of course he pulls it off with the help of some very important people that a lot of people don't see. But it's just a blessing to 
pastor to call on me and be, be a part of this. I appreciate it. Bless you, man. Bless you. Bars and bars, y'all want to say something? Oh, that's you. It's got it too. It's got it too. Okay, so you talk first. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, so you talk first. <laughs> what you got to say about the project? Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, extremely excited to even be a part. Uh, I don't consider myself a rapper, but now I do. So bars. Bars. Wow. <laughs> But to get behind the mic and you know record some of Pastor Free lyrics is, is, is great. Um, and then to be part of a music video, never done that. I always watch the uh, music videos. Camera watch the BT late night. excited as well because like I'm used to just dancing in my church that's my lane but well, mine I'm not gonna say dance but like that's my lane but getting behind the mic as everybody else said that's kind of fun because at first I literally walked in his office he was like hey I was like no <laughs> <laughs> so he was like I need you to rap this two lines and it took me about 15 to 20 minutes because at first I was just like I'm uncomfortable but now it's like I'm thinking I'm the mess. Like, hey, can't nobody mess with me. I didn't tell all the boys back in school, hey, I didn't got me a boo with all this. So, <laughs> check me out. Check me out. So, uh, no, just getting, just like, like what Brooke said, rapping some of the lyrics that Pastor Free has come up with, that's just like honor to me. Because, like I said, I'm known as just mom, and that's my lane. So, pretty much what I'm saying, getting out of my lane is what, is what I like about this project. That's what's up. I honestly, um, I think one of my my biggest joys of being a pastor, and it's probably not a very traditional pastoral joy, is getting an opportunity to push people um, out of their comfort zone. And so over the years, whether it's a person who doesn't know anything about using a soundboard and kind of just putting them back there, or I remember when we were on Piccadilly, we had a situation where we needed a musician and the guy had been playing the drums. He couldn't play the keyboard at all. We sat down at Denny's. I said, hey, from now on, you playing the keys. And he was like, whoa. Um, and so it's just kind of been a journey. When you're a church planner, you got to use what you got. And then over time, I've kind of learned the joy of seeing people who had never done before get a chance to do and then be pretty good at it. And so there are individuals, you know, who had never recorded anything before and then individuals who had recorded but were not rappers. Uh, and I don't call myself a rapper by any means. I'm just a writer. <laughs> yeah, that, my, my belt is a rapper, but Deshaun Freeman, I'm, I just like to write. <laughs> and so it was a privilege to be able to watch people come in and get comfortable and take on the characters and the whole nine. And I'm excited about what it, it's going to look like. Listen. At the end of the day, uh, my biggest priority 
for the next three months or so is to get as many people who are outside of the church and are unsaved to see this project. Anybody who will not come and listen to me open the Bible and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in a traditional format, this is another approach. This is another swing because I believe everyone should hear the gospel and that's what I'm committed to. And so if, if you got to have a beat and a movie uh, to make it appealing to the world, that's what I'm all about because I genuinely believe that Jesus has love for each and every person, regardless of their mistakes and regardless of you know how far away from them he are, he, how far of him away from him that person is, he wants to redeem and restore them. So that's what this project is all about, and I'm needing your help to get it in the ears and eyeshot of every person uh, that you know. Um, I would say I want to just ask. Uh, one question to each one of you, and then we'll close this kind of segment that'll be particular to who you are. Uh, Daryl, you're playing the thief uh, that dies across from me um, on the cross, the unrepentant thief. Um, how do you, what would you say to individuals who kind of have just made up in their mind that they're not going to believe, that they, they just refuse? I think, I think, first of all, we serve uh, a patient God. Uh, but there there does come a time where God will let you go in your sins. He's, he's given you every opportunity uh, to come to him. And, and I think God is always willing and has open arms for you. I, I can think of, you know, being a church boy myself, growing up in church, I could think of pastor uh, always telling the story of the the man or woman sitting on top of the roof because the city was flooded and and boats kept coming by and saying, hey, get on the boat, get on the boat. Oh, I'm waiting for God to send, I'm waiting for God to save me. God gonna save me. Well, long story short, God, God sent many people by to save you. So, you know, that person ended up drowning. Uh, <laughs> The metaphor I always use is, is I, I tell people all the time, Noah is, is building another ark. Uh, and, and sooner or later, you're going to have to make a decision to get on that ark. Uh, the, the word of God says that it is his wish that no man should perish. So you're going to have people that just no matter what you say to them, no matter your testimony, no matter your background, no matter... Uh, uh, the situation God brought you from out, if they can witness that first hand, they're just not gonna, they're just not gonna move. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think, I think, as Christians, I think the biggest thing we can do is lead by example because the world is watching and the church is under scrutiny right now. You know, uh, I think, I think that's the, the best way, that's the, the loudest testimony we can make is by how we live. So I would encourage everyone to, you know, regardless, you know, as long as as long as you wake up every morning, you still have a chance. Right. Because, you know, I I I lay in my bed at night as a person who's face demons, face to face. I lay in my bed at night and I just cry myself to sleep sometimes, thinking thinking about the people who died and, and didn't accept Christ Jesus. Like that's, you know, that's horrible. You know, so I, I, I think as Christians, we should just continue to be the salt of the earth and, 
lead by example, live by example. Good, good stuff, man. Dre, um, so we we kind of incorporating a lot of the youth in this, um, and they, they're not really shooting what we're shooting, uh, but we use youth and teenagers to, to narrate um, throughout, and I'm excited about that. They did an amazing job. But from a, from a youth pastor's perspective, and this being a project of our church, um, speak speak to the relevance of how we are trying to present the gospel to the world and making sure that our young people are equipped to know the gospel and how to share it. So I, I definitely think uh, it is uh, timely and relevant for this because our kids nowadays are, are struggling. Uh, and I can definitely say just from talking to them and experience and working with kids that sometimes talking is just not good enough anymore. Um, because if you, you know, most of the time you see our kids walk around headphones and they're and they not on the phone, they listen to music. Uh, and so our way of trying to present the gospel as many times as we've done before in music and uh, doing things with them, <clears throat> I think this is, I'm trying to be serious, dog, you just bring me <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think that um, this form uh, will really, uh, not only our kids, but kids that they uh, reach out to will have a chance to uh, hear the gospel, see it in a different light. And I think that this is a good push forward. And my prayer, uh, not only for Austin, but for uh, youth around the world, is to definitely get involved, but not only get involved, but hear the gospel. And so whatever form that they can hear it in, if it's poetry, uh, I saw poetry slams on YouTube that are going around killing uh, the U.S. right now. Um, but anybody can hear it, I think, will be is a push forward for our kids. Because um, right now, our kids are just, they just, I can't even explain, it's like blank face, blank minded. Uh, and I definitely want, if anything be on their mind, is the gospel on their mind. Camera, how old are you? Uh, 12. So to me, you kind of represent a generation that's kind of like falling away from church, disinterested. And then a lot of people at your age are kind of at crossroads or making life decisions. Uh, some are very lost as to what to do at this point in their life. But you just kind of finished up with school. We're proud of that and the whole nine. Um, what do you think, like, your peers need in this? Like, what are they looking for out of life? How, how, can, how can Christians better appeal to people, you know, your age group? Um, as my brother said, like, we're not too far from some youth and we're not too far from like not say the next the 25 mark so like to me like like the rap is kind of not saying what i normally listen to but like that'll help me because it's like that's the generation that i live in so it's like that's what we listen to so me hearing myself on the song the track that you send me hearing myself i listen to it every day now so it's just like hey i can use that and to make me close with God, to make me feel comfortable and make me close with God, that's kind of something 
I feel that'd be easier for my generation or my age group. So it's like, do, do you think think maybe a lot of people your age don't can't find their place in the church, and so opportunities like that mm-hmm. for you to be able to be used and, and do something that strikes your interest that would be helpful to more exactly. people. Yeah, because most of our if it don't like I say interest us, mm-hmm. it's just like this is what it's like. Okay, gotcha. But yeah. Me though, I've always been in church, so church is not a problem. So, um, so you're playing a Pharisee, uh, who is kind of trying to, I guess, bring Jesus down. And scripturally speaking, the Pharisees develop an issue with Christ because he's kind of if, if, if we want to antagonize because he's taking clout from them but then on a probably more religious level they really they they struggle with what he's preaching they think that it's blasphemous right so religiously speaking they're 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 doing what's right by you know persecuting or prosecuting him um how often do you see or or where do you see contemporary religious people blocking the will of God and stopping people from coming into relationship with him because of religiosity. I think it happens quite often. Um, and it's one of those things where because it happens, it, it, it causes so much like you know, trouble amongst, it, it makes it hard for those who are trying to do the right thing. It makes it hard for ALC in a sense, not to like put us out there, but when you have those conflicting stories, well, I have to look this certain way, I have to be this certain type of Christian before I come, and then you have an AOC where, no, you can come like, like no, for real, like, you can come just like that. Like, I'll pick you up from the club, we'll go do church, and we'll do our thing, like, we'll talk, because it happens. Sometimes we see a minute. <laughs> and so it, it makes it challenging, but I think we're, we're the... I guess the rubber meets the road is where we really want to preach the relationship aspect of Christianity and relationship aspect of being with Christ. It's not so much, I use the analogy, I even use it a lot of times within my own home. It's like, so what you gain the world? So what you gain all these things? You 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 have the church start on time or you have your suit, you have your, your long dress or you look the way that you're supposed to look. Great, you did it. But now that you did that, you lost me as a person because all the collateral damage. So it's like, which more is per- which more is more important um, to be right or to have peace? To be right or to have relationship? And so um, it's interesting that it happens. It's unfortunate that it happens, but I believe that um, if more churches like ourselves, and let me even break it down even more more people who claim who proclaim Christ as their savior, more believers, not necessarily institutions, but we as an individual person, um, really begin to be more authentic and begin to share more of ourselves with those that may be on the fence or maybe completely out of the game, um, that would that would negate whatever the religiosity that's in present. That, that would negate whatever the the rule books say that you have to be. Um, I think that would make such a, mu- a much better um, palette for us to go for. Um, Kayla, 
you you've been around since the very beginning of the LC. <laughs> you've seen us kind of do a lot of different things. Um, to me, this is something completely different that I'm excited about. Um, I'm very interested to hear your feelings on. I lead us into a lot of stuff. <laughs> And I'm giving you an opportunity, and I won't be upset regardless as to what you say about how that feels. I mean, I'll be stretching us. as a church, and then, you know, as my wife, for the most part, you kind of just endorse and support. I, I think, I hope you believe that, you know, God is always my inspiration and talk about it. I'm interested. Um, my shut up skills. <laughs> <laughs> My um, my feelings regarding where you lead us has been the same since the day you told me that God told you to start and plant a church. And from that day, I've always said, well, I trust that you listen to God. I trust that you hear from him. And so I don't believe no matter how out the box it may be, because, yes, sometimes it is out of the box. A lot of times it is out of the box, but no matter how, you know, uncomfortable even some things are, I trust and I know beyond shadow of a doubt that you hear from God. And so because I trust that and because I know that and because I believe that, um, like it's it's easy to just fall in line and support. Now, if if I did not believe that you didn't hear from God, if I believe that even at times, you know, it was a little shaky. I don't know what that would look like. Praise God, I don't have to know what that would look like because I know that you're here from it. So. That's a good ass. Now I'm going to take you to the blue. Scale. Scale. Yes, sir. Man, um, to be honest, and I, I give you a hard time, but I also. You do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I also share oftentimes that, like, you know, driving this ship a, a lot. A lot that we accomplish, you know, is because of your assistance and your help. And I know that sometimes whatever I'm saying, no, because you're the last one I need to answer. So um, my my question to you is, you know, when I when I come with these wild ideas, because you're you're a different generation than I am. You try to act like you're not, but you know, you're older. You know, you you baptized in the Jordan, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and so, so I'm I'm interested in like your thought process when when I say, hey, we finna do a a, a Palm Sunday that's gonna be rapping from beginning to end. Like, what what is you know? I'm I'm sure you have in your mind how how this generation will receive it, what that's gonna look like financially, all of these different things. So. What is that process like? Well, I, I think in when I first became a member of ALC, um, I think the ideas and the, the vision that you had and the creativity that you were going towards is something like I was doing coming from uh, from Louisiana and pastoring the church I was pastoring. Those are the kind of things that I wanted to do. And I finally got when I got here. I said, "Oh man, let's do this," you know. <laughs> This, uh, this, this orange dude is uh, pretty wow. much. We tried it. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Watch your, watch your words. Well, that's what I said. Watch your words. Anyway, I mean, anyway, I mean, it was really amazing that you were doing something that I always wanted to do. 
So I had to fall in line. I had to, you know, accept and, and believe what you were doing. Uh, when you come to me with these outrageous schemes, I don't want to say that like that. Let me not say that. Let me not say schemes. It's too late. It's out there already. Divine visions. I mean, man, I think I'm more excited about it than you are. Because I'm always looking for what's next. I'm always looking for what you're going to Because you know, I'll tell you, man, when we're going to do this, we're going to do this. So I think right now I've grown accustomed to just to expect something crazy. Different. And even though Scales is a hater, <laughs> this how much I love you. Scales has uh, been working on uh, getting his own biz off the ground. Go ahead. Woo! Scales Cuisines. We are here. We are here. He didn't care. He did anything. Come on out. Call me. I didn't get my number out. But you can see me on Facebook. <laughs> Scales Cuisine. And, and so he, he can't just eat. He, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I saw a sign uh, a couple weeks ago when I was in Fort Worth that said, never trust the skinny cook. Yeah. And so we can trust you. Really, we, can, we can trust you. <laughs> All right. I, I don't think the camera's on me or this way, so if y'all can pivot, swivel this way. I do want to ask you, Deacon Brown, uh, you've listened to our dialogue and conversation concerning uh, the hip hopper. This is probably one of the first presentations, I guess, that you were not uh, kind of a, a character in. Um, and I don't even know how that happened. Somebody else played Judas. You usually you the resident Judas most of the time. <laughs> but but uh, he apologized, oh he apologized. <laughs> I love it. But 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 I'm interested. So so at, at this point you kind of got a concept of what is gonna be like. Uh Sunday, did you see the kind of video that we played in worship? You saw a little bit of it. Were you here, Sunday? Yeah, but I was Are you count money. All right. Um, but so you've heard the, the characters discuss, you heard me kind of describe it. What what are your thoughts about what we up to? Like I, said, I think it's a good deal. Uh when I first came here, uh, I was all into this traditional thing. But I've seen how you've had my daughters and granddaughters to grow and other uh, young kids that I've gone to go since we've been here ten years. Uh and just when you had asked me on the part of the interview, what more could we do? That didn't even cross my mind. I mean, this is, this is a great way to bring some people who are still out there in the world who would probably get a, a better understanding by saying something like this. And I say you, uh, being 66, 66, uh, I don't know why, 67. I don't know, but you just yeah. said 666. How old are you now? <laughs> you're 66. Being 66, like okay. I said, you still make uh, still make us feel needed uh, and useful, uh, and you also brought to my attention that uh, I was thinking I wasn't people you were out to get, but yeah, I was kind of broken when I, when I got here. So, uh, but I think this is going to be a good production. Uh, I think it's geared towards the people that God has sent you at the start this ministry about, and uh, I hope folks we here to support you. That 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 means the world to me. You you always act like I'm just I forget all about the seniors, and I'll be up there singing "Precious Lord," and, <laughs> and, and there ain't no church in the world where you can go and get Waymaker and God Mule I Great Jehovah in the same service. AFC is the only church where that happens, and he'd be like, "You don't never." You throw us a bone every night. <laughs> I say, "God." Dude. All right, so um, we over time.
Oh, I, I have questions. We have people that responded to how can we reach whatever if you want to. So Jazz and Christy Roundtree responded to that. Go ahead and read it. Okay. Jazz Collins said, make it in a way we can understand. For example, I and many others have trouble reading the King James Version, so we read the NIV or another version that we can better get and understand. Also, unfortunately, this generation is full of followers, and that can be used as an advantage, though, sometimes. So SOD and ZOE, shout out, are perfect examples because both of those groups started small, but they grew when more, more youth came to the church and saw that it was something a lot of youth were doing. So he's saying followers is a bad thing, but sometimes it can be used to our advantage. That's Jazz Collins, one Woo! of our teenagers, and uh, it's special that he's watching because Jazz is also one of the videographers or cinematographers, whatever you call it. He's mm -hmm. filming and editing on this. As a matter of fact, the, the promo that we put out, the Do G's Get to Go to Heaven video, Jazz edited that, and I'm so excited about his future, uh, how he's committed to this project and to our church. He's an amazing dancer, and he's uh, just expanding his gifts. That's amazing, too. Also, our lead, I guess, videographer is Minister Nicholas Hunt. Uh, ain't no telling what Nick is out there doing. I do want to his business can't stop media yep. uh, he does amazing uh, photography and video work and so if you're looking for that to be done graduation photos marriage for all of that stuff uh, hit up big Nick can't stop <laughs> what else you got on there comment wise Christy Roundtree said I completely concur there has to be a refreshing approach and structure to light a spark into every generation to be greater than before in serving the king and bringing life to the kingdom as a whole. She said, hashtag my thoughts. That's Christy Roundtree. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to get Christy on the record for at least three Same years Christy. now, but I can't get it done. But So maybe she'll refresh herself in the studio. Oh, no. Uh, so, I love you, Christy. <laughs> what else we got? Our Ken Holmes said, hashtag keep on she's tease. And she said, thanks, Free, for pushing people out of their comfort zone pushing Jazz to his destiny of film production, and this has elevated his relationship with God. Arquette is Jazz's mom, and we've got a lot of entrepreneurs in our church fellowship. Yeah. She, uh, Sheila made these uh, t-shirts. Uh, I preached a sermon not too long ago called Keep On, and uh, they blessed me with a t-shirt. What you looking for? Oh, they made your shirt? Yeah, Look, yeah. come on, made my shirt. I, I thought you were coming out the clothes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, big way. Oh, wait, the camera's still rolling. Is that all we showing? <laughs> Thank you for allowing Jazz to be out late when he's working on this, and I hope he's staying on top of his school so he can finish strong. Um, those of you who commented, those of you who watched, thank God for you. Do me a favor, share this video when we're done so that more and more people can see it and be anticipating April the 14th, which is Palm Sunday at 9 a.m. worship, 12.30 worship. Those showings will be free. But then there's a 6.19 worship where you'll need a ticket to be admitted, and we're trying to sell it out so that we actually have to plan another experience. I want people from all over the city, from all walks of life, different races, ethnicities, to come see the holy hip opera, Do G's Get to Go to Heaven. Listen, I'm logging off, uh, but before I do that, I want to play this uh, another song, uh, and I'm going to fast forward to the end of the song. This is a song that Kayla wrote. Uh, called, what you call it, Kayla Miracles? Mm -hmm. All right. And this song actually features Kayla. 
my youngest son, my oldest son, Micah, and my youngest son, Josiah. So I'm going to try to get to a clip that has all three of them uh, included. And I'm super excited about uh, just all of the music on this. So we're going to release it. Hey, Micah, you watching? You watching? You want to see it? You go, so, Micah. Micah on FaceTime. And, and I'm just going to play this, this last little bit of the song so that you can hear it. Uh, but the, the soundtrack to this thing is bananas. It's ridiculous. I promise you, you'll want to get this and just ride to it. I've been riding to it, kind of listening, mixing in the whole night. I haven't gotten tired of the songs yet. And, and I wrote them. So, so this is Miracles. I thought things for me had changed Life would never be the same But a man named Jesus came And he took away my shame Yeah, he gave me back my life What was wrong, he made it right Took away the stink of it And we never shall forget So it's cool to be able to do this thing with my with my immediate family, but then also uh, my spiritual family here at ALC is second to none. Listen, I've taken enough time of you today, and I'm sure some of you still would want to listen because you're probably still in the traffic if you live in the greater Austin area. But this has been your Free Indeed Friday podcast, a Facebook Fellowship Edition. I've had in the studio with me Deacon Freddie Brown, Minister Joshua Wilson, Cameron Bars, Daryl Russell, Kayla Freeman, Sherman Scales, Candance, Candace Akers. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy, Pastor Free. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Hey family, I'm super excited because we're working on a new project that we'll release on Palm Sunday. A hip hopera called Do G's Get to Go to Heaven? I'm retelling the gospel through the contemporary eyes of the repentant thief Dismas that died on the cross next to Jesus. Help me spread the word and get prepared to see something that's going to bless your life. I know, I know. It's so hard to say goodbye. Anyway, listen, this is the conclusion of our time together. I pray that you've been tremendously blessed and I speak an abundance of favor over your weekend. Don't forget to tune back in to our Free Indeed Friday next week. Remember, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Till next time, live life abundantly. Ah.
Listen, friends, if you've been blessed by this podcast, you need to make your way over to our website, www.freetheletterindeedministries.com. On our site, you can find everything from movies to live recordings and studio records. Uh, Also, my first book, God Wants Me. You can follow us on all social media outlets. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle is at free, the letter N, deed, M-I-N. Please believe we got some amazing things in store and you don't want to miss one moment of it. So go ahead and follow us. Like, do it. Like, right now. Like, go check it out. Like, like, like right now. Right now.